Welcome to another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings, brought to you as an educational program under the nonprofit MANA Scholarship Fund. Our program is designed to help you better understand issues related to your physical and mental diet, what you consume that is impacting your head, your heart, and your soul. We are thankful to our business partnership with Paradigm Security and Mr. Rick Strawn for providing this opportunity to come to you. We hope to enrich your lives as he has enriched ours. So our guest today is Mr. Sean O'Keefe from Pontoon Brewing. Right up in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Yes, right here in Sandy Springs, Georgia. So um, I'm going to tell a little bit of our background about Absolutely. how you and I met. I don't I don't typically hang out at breweries, but um, we're working on that. Yes, um, Sean owns and started Pontoon Brewing, Correct. and you have you're getting your second location here in Atlanta. You've got another location in Nashville, in Florida. Uh, those are, so we have the current one in Sandy Springs. We're opening up the other one in Tucker early 2022. Um, we're hopefully going to break ground here soon. And then we just opened up a bar in Nashville, uh, with the Nashville Predators, which we're super excited about. Yes. Um, so, and then their future plans, uh, you know, we'll leave Out that there. little, little, little right. mystery. A little uh, mystery and intrigue. Stay yeah. tuned. Uh, right. Yep. So Sean and I um, met because uh, Mana is having a fundraising event. It's literally my favorite because I am from Memphis and it's called Mana Fest Memphis Blues and Cues. And so the tagline is bringing the best of Memphis to the heart of Atlanta. I've been doing I've done this three years and then we took a little bit of a hiatus and we're bringing it back. Um, which is a little harder, I will say, this year, bringing things back because barbecue restaurants are struggling. Like it's just been, it's just been harder. It's just not the norm. It's no uh, things have not returned to normal, and I don't know that they ever will. Uh, this no. might be the new norm. No, I think it's gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. Come back. I, I love the positivity. Yes, <laughs> we are gonna come back. So um, I as I usually do when I have all of my different events, I reach out to all of the friends that I've made in the last 25 years here in Atlanta. Um, and one of my friends who uh, owns a restaurant, or a couple of restaurants actually here in Atlanta, said, oh no, I'm not gonna do anything and put pontoon with my name. And I was like, why? He said, well, haven't you ever hold of embolding, have, haven't you ever heard of Embolden Act Advance? And I said, no who's that where's that and so if you want to go on to instagram and look up embolden act advance all one word that is a relatively it's about five months old now um instagram site and um her name is Rat Magnet was. Yeah, uh, Brianne up in uh, Notch uh, Brewing up in the Northeast. Uh, her her Instagram tag is uh, Rat Mag. Okay. Yeah. And so she, being in the brewing industry, started this uh, site on Instagram. And what she's in do- what she's doing is inviting people who have been discriminated against in the brewing industry, whether that's sexual, physical. 
financially, like promotions, any misconduct, anything like that, anything that goes into this brewing industry that is not right. Because as you said, as we were talking before, it is a predominantly white male owned industry. Yes. As, as a whole. So what we're saying is white men love beer. Uh, yes, there's and and there's there's nothing wrong with that, but um, because it is predominantly white and male, um, that uh, bleeds into you know some elitism, some uh, just just discrimination that that kind of uh, can sometimes be unintentional or intentional, and right. it will affect the all the different uh, the variety of people that work within the industry, which. You know, I know a lot of amazing women that work in this industry that have seen time and time again the same kind of, um, you know, whether it, it stems from a, you know, they they can't do the things that a, a man can do in the beer world. Or, I mean, my wife, every time we go to a, a, a brewery, um, you know, it's like, oh, sweetie, uh, do you want the, the sour beer? And she'll, you know, whip out her knowledge, which, uh, you know, that's all she does is listen to me about my beer stuff. So she's pretty good at at, right. uh, at all those things and and so i mean from the very small microaggressions to the very large things um you know if you haven't seen uh rat mag or emboldened act in vance um and all the different um you know issues that were uh, presented there it's pretty staggering it's very disappointing it's very yeah. saddening yeah they have it they have what i when i what i when i first went there i saw georgia stories north carolina stories alabama stories so they have different sections of all of these different stories and so obviously i went to the georgia stories and well so let me let me back up so when my friend told me about this i went and i saw all of these stories and i saw about three different kinds of stories about pontoon correct and i said okay because mana services and supports people particularly women um, not just women but um who are have been discriminated against sexually traumatized physically traumatized relationally tra- like all different kinds of things so because we work with people with eating disorders and their underlying trauma and now we are expanding to working with people who have been traumatized and don't have eating disorders. And so I felt like it was a really important thing to expose really what's going on. And so rather than just say, never mind, I'm going to pull my event from Pontoon, I decided to investigate. And so uh, contacted your representative who does the events, and I said, hey, listen, I need to sit down and talk to you about this. And so she came and we sat down and um, I, you know, basically told her these things. But I said, I want you to understand that I, too, am a business owner. And there have been things said about me and my, my the people who work for me. And sometimes people will take situations and will see them and experience them in a very different way than what say I would experience them or with the intention very, very different from what was expressed. And so I wanted to just really like figure out what was going on. So I spoke with 
Oh, I can't think of her name right now. Greer. Greer. Yep. She's was, amazing. She does all the events for us and a couple other breweries. Yes. Um, and she was wonderful. And she was like, oh my gosh, I was so nervous. Yeah, spirited events, by the way, if you're ever looking for events uh, throughout Atlanta, spirited events uh, run by Greer. She started up her own business. She's amazing. Check her out. And she said, not these guys. These guys are some of the best in the industry in terms of me as a female working in this industry. She's like, I don't see that coming from pontoon. And I said, well, let me talk to your boss. <laughs> so then <laughs> I actually had picked up your card at the, at the brewery and gave you a call. And so let's talk about what, I mean, let's do little bits because you gave me all the details of the stories, but do you want to address some of the, the highlights of the main issues? Sure. Sure. So, and you know, this is, definitely a difficult topic uh it's it's something that you know it hit home for us um as owners but also um you know we opened up pontoon to provide this really fun exciting place to work uh really good for our community um you know we if, if anybody tells you they're trying to open up a brewery to get rich uh they are either kidding themselves or um they're, they're, they're just kidding. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, puts food on, on my, you know, family's table, but at the same time, um, you know, we really wanted to do this because we had worked collectively in corporate, uh, you know, businesses and we wanted to do something that was our own. We, we put our own stamp on something. And, mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, anytime I have an employee that, um, was not happy or, you know, is, is upset with the thing, the way the things run, we take it very seriously. And, and I don't just say that as like a, a PR, we take it very seriously. Um, me personally, that's just kind of how I, I, I run. Uh, I don't like when people don't like me. It's an insecurity I am working on. Uh, but no worries. Uh, Lots I mean, of people are like that. And I feel like part, I feel like having some sort of sense of it or, you know, having that, um, helps me a little bit too is, uh, you know, it's easy for me to empathize with, uh, people. Uh, my wife, uh, has, you know, I would, I would not be the person I am today without my wife. Uh, she is very empathetic person and, um, has, you know, really changed my personas, my views on things throughout the years. Um, and so, you know, empathy is a big part of, of what we want to do have within our business. And so when the, um, items came up, um, you know, on in bold advance and in rat mag, um, none of them were things that we didn't know about. Um, but it didn't make it any less painful. Um, and it's not just painful for us, but I, you know, feel terrible about the people that wrote them in the sense that they had to feel that they felt that and that they are going through their own trauma. Um, and regardless of, you know, some, if, you know, some of the stuff was correct or not correct, um, that doesn't matter to them because that's their perception and right. their perception is their reality. And that gives us an opportunity to improve the things that we are doing within this business. Um, taking accountability for the things that were true, um, you know, and, you know, just some, some small things, you know, I, I don't want to get into a, a ton of it. We, we put out several statements, but um, you know, there were some issues with pay stuff that um, you know, we, didn't know the new rules and regulations that changed um, with the FLSA uh, laws that were changed in 2000, March of 2018. Um, we opened in 
early or late 2017. So we built our model. We had all these things set up, all these, uh, you know, our pro forma and laws change. And it's not like they send out, uh, you know, the Department of Labor or the Small Business Association sends out, you know, hey, these new things change. So, um, you know, we've changed processes so that we are on the forefront of making sure that we are up to date with the new laws, whether they're labor laws, whether they are um, new laws and regulations for our business in general. Um, I think, you know, opening up a business, you're thinking about all these different things, but that's not typically one is the new changes that come into it. So, um, you know, when those paid uh, issues happen, you know, we immediately fixed it. Um, we never, you know, went further than I think three days uh, to, uh, you know, back pay somebody. Uh, we went, um, you know, further back than we are legally required because that's their money. And that was, you know, um, you know, as soon as it was brought to our attention, we, we fixed it. Um, and but that being said, they still had to go through that. And it was something that we still had to, you know, rectify. And I don't like that. So, um, you know, with all these things that are coming out with all, uh, you know, with the, the three particular items that came forward, you know, we instead of trying to fight it and defend ourselves and, and try to create this, you know, um, you know, protect ourselves, we wanted to use it as an opportunity to show like, okay, well, look, we're human, we're fallible. We are going to make mistakes throughout, you know, we're going to, mistakes don't just stop, you know, we're going to keep making them. But the idea is to not make the same mistakes twice and also to make sure that they are, you know, um, you know, well, yeah, we're not making the same mistakes twice, but also we're we're trying to learn and try to be more proactive um, with some of these things. Um, and so, you know, as a whole for Pontoon, I like to think that we have a very diverse, um, you know, uh, group uh, staff that we have. Um, we also have a very diverse uh, demographic in our brewery, which I'm really proud of. And very diverse beer. And very diverse beer. We get weird with it. Uh, that's that's just kind of our, our <laughs> shtick. Um, but a lot of that is, too, is reaching different demographics and reaching different uh, groups um, that may not think that they belong in craft beer because the industry is predominantly, um, you know, white and male. And you know, those groups are generally people of color and women um, because they either don't feel comfortable walking into an establishment that is not, you know, them, uh, representative of them. Um, and so we, we've been actively working on that before any of this came out to be a more diverse and inclusive brewery because I want people to come in and have this, you know, the, the term safe space gets thrown around. And I think sometimes it gets some negative connotation from, you know, a certain, uh, you know, group of people of like, oh, that's like, that's silly, or that's, you know, what a, what a, a wussy thing to say. But in reality, a safe space is just a place that you feel comfortable in. Right. And opening a business and opening a, a tap room, anybody who has one that says that they don't want to create in a comfortable environment is not doing the right thing. Right. Um, and you're going to, and your business is going to be reflected of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we definitely wanted to take these items that, that came out and turn them into future positives. And I say future positive because they're, it's never positive, but we want to take those items and run with them. And so we instituted a ton of changes. Um, before we get to that. Yeah. So, you had, I just wanted to, to sum up those three issues. So one was about financial concerns that people who had worked didn't get their over overtime pay. Correct. There was another individual who felt like she was overlooked for a promotion. Is that correct? That was the, the, the same one. It was kind of like financial, oh, okay. um, 
promotion kind of stuff. Um, there was um, some concern about someone that you hired. Correct. Uh, brewer that we hired um, that has, uh, unfortunately, a pretty nasty rumor um, swirling around them. Right. So. And if, if anybody wants to further investigate that rumor, um, what which is exactly what you did. So you were looking at hiring someone from the Northeast. He had some personal issues going on that got sort of magnified. Correct. And had some pretty slanderous things said about him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, unfortunately with, with some legal, there were NDAs signed from multiple parties, so I can't get into like yeah. super details, but what I would say is, you know, um, you know, when you're looking at those types of things, um, definitely look into the stories, the articles, anything like that, that was, um, brought up. Um, you know, I don't want to silence the accusers of of things that they once again they feel like they went through um and i i'm trying to make sure that i word that properly that you know that they that they encountered um and you know it was a really uh, unfortunate situation that you know we had to make a decision um that you know without having a ton of evidence um and actually seeing some opposite uh you know some you know, uh, invest through our investigation. We talked with the Brewers Association, who did their own investigation of this individual, um, and we saw and heard some, you know, counter evidence that would, um, that w- made us feel comfortable about hiring this individual. And since we've hired him, um, he's been a wonderful part of our staff. Um, people feel really comfortable around him. You know, we did talk to every single staff member before we hired. Uh, him and you know he had to wait here in a hotel for a couple of weeks two weeks um while we did this investigation it was not an easy process and you know we at the end of the day we felt like if we were not hiring this person it was due to um public demand as opposed to this person's you know their story right the truth um, behind their story. The truth behind their story. And so, um, and, and it's a difficult situation too, because once again, by me saying that, it sounds like I'm, you know, not listening to the accusers. Um, you know, that is not what we wanted to do. We wanted to investigate. Um, we wanted to talk to different people. We talked to lawyers. We talked to former business people. We talked to, like I said, the president and the general counsel, of the Brewers Association, who had done an investigation before NDAs were signed. So we got a little bit more information um, and so, you know, it was, it was thoroughly investigated, thoroughly investigated. And we, w- the decision that we made was, you know, do we listen to, um, you know, the rumor or do we, um, trust our instincts and trust our, the research and the people that we had talked to. And like I said, he's been a great addition to our staff. Um, you know, we haven't seen any issues. And another part of this too is, we need to be able to trust the system that we have in place in the event you can't control people. And if, you know, if it's not him, it might be someone else on our staff. You know, you generally, it's not uh, in an interview that you say, hey, by the way, I'm creepy towards women. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, it's, it's one of these things that we have to have the processes in place um, that are as preventative as possible, but also reactionary enough if something does happen that we take reasonable action and you know we do our proper investigating techniques so um you know we rolled out a ton of new um things uh, around this time actually before the stories came out because we wanted to be proactive about before it. the stories came out that's the key you've been doing things to 
safeguard your staff and your your brewery because of things that have happened even before it came to you Correct. even before embolden act advance Correct. Okay. So then the third issue was? Uh, third issue was uh, one of our, um, you know, one of our front of house staff um, during the hiring process uh, made an off-color remark, uh, a, a microaggression, um, and it was handled immediately. Um, you know, the person was written up for it um, and, you know, never, that was two years ago before, the, you know, the uh, stories came out. And, you know, we, we had a good talk with them. We let them know what our policies were. We actually rolled out a new employee handbook that, you know, stated, um, you know, relationships with, uh, with staff are obviously a no, no. Uh, and you know, it's not good with vendors either that can create, um, some weirdness and we don't want to deal with that. The, this is a professional environment. We need to be able to respect our vendors. We need to be able to, um, make sure that they're comfortable and you just never know if there's some sort of situation there. So, um, you know, when we, we're, we're learning as we go. Um, and I won't claim to be an expert on HR or uh, whatever policies. Um, you know, it, it was something that when you open up a business, it's not necessarily something you're thinking about. Um, you think, oh, the people I hire are going to be awesome people and we're going to do great things. And, you know, we got to keep this place afloat. Well, I, it, it's been a more regular part of, of my life now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, learning, uh, you know, I've been watching podcasts, um, from, you know, several women in the industry, um, who do support us, um, you know, sent me, uh, podcasts or, uh, reading material or things that I can better improve our, uh, you know, our company, um, and generally my perception on things too. Uh, and so, you know, we've been doing a lot of that lately. Um, and so that is reflected in the changes that we've made within pontoon. Great. So, um, so this y'all is has been my experience with Sean. He's he went into because I'm a psychologist, the very nitty gritty of, of a lot of this stuff, um, and I have just in, in in our response, we we sent out an email that was a response and a summer summary of all of this. In my response, I find that Sean is very open. Um, very proactive and very willing to look at his own mistakes, the company's mistakes, um, if they've done anything, and really are uh, trying to advance recovery for people. Um, So then after I spoke with uh, Greer and Sean, I also sent out information, or I, I actually through Instagram, contacted Embolden Act Advance and I asked them a couple of questions and I I said you know I want to know how you guys respond if a brewery puts out a formal statement in response to these things or when they do the right thing to rectify the situation what do you do and they said we try and let people know and then I said okay can you please show me where this is on your site because there's there's literally hundreds or thousands of stories and they're just all sort of jam-packed in there um so i would think that the statement the official statements that y'all put out uh, a few months ago or maybe even longer than that that addressed these issues would have been on there i have not seen them and when I asked her if I could have further conversation with her or him, I don't know who's running that site right now, 
I didn't get any responses back. And so um, my concern is that there is an unfair bias in Embolden Act Advance. And so I wanted to do, that's why I wanted to do this expose. I wanted um, a business owner to be able to address the concerns, um, you know, through my, I mean, I, through my people and Mm -hmm. then through this forum. And then I know you guys are already doing a a bunch of other things. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, You guys, well, one of the things I want to say is I've been in business for 15 years and um, I have learned a ton. I mean, a ton of how things, how I used to do things that were wrong. My attitude sucked. I mean, it was, there was all kinds of issues that I had early on that I would say in the last really three years has significantly changed. And so, um, God has been working with me on that. And so to be able to find someone in this industry that's been attacked and not be reactive and not be, um, defensive, like I just, I, again, I just give you another compliment about how you've responded. Well, and I, I appreciate that. And, and I, I want to say too, um, you know, I, I don't view it as necessarily attacked because like I said, I, I know that these people, you know, that, that are, you know, that, that, that spoke out. I mean, that's a, a, it's a tough thing to do. Um, you know, it's hard because a lot of times when people speak out, no one listens. Mm. And that's part of, I'm sh- so true. Find your voice. Yeah. That's and, what we preach at Mana. And, and that's, you know, that's a really tough, difficult thing to do. So I don't want to, once again, I don't want to take away from that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want people thinking, you know, Hey, we're jaded. We, we feel this way. You know, we, we made mistakes since we've opened up our business and we're more than willing to take accountability for those and show how we're, we're working forward. But that being said, you know, I do think, um, you know, it, I would hope that if someone came out and said, Hey, um, you know, this is something that I want to see changed and we're, you see that actual change or you see that accountability or you see people take the responsibility. I would hope that there is some sort of rectifying path. And I say that selfishly cause you know, we're, we're a business and we want to be able to, to get a second chance, um, you know, with the people that were, um, upset with us. Um, and all I say to that is, you know, feel free to hold us accountable, feel free to hold us accountable for. Well, and, and this is a great example of one of the concepts that I had put down about this is that what we are talking about is character and that how someone responds to an issue is what I believe as is one of the most important principles in business. If you um, address it, you, you acknowledge it, you address it, and then you try and rectify it, those are, there, I don't know that there's much more that you can do. And so um, let's talk about what you guys are already doing. Sure. Um, I'm going to bring up three things. Sure. Brewing conversations, we vow, and safe bars. So give us a little snippet about what those yeah. are. Um, so I'm actually going to go reverse order. Okay. Um, so safe bars was something that uh, was a, a reactionary uh, thing that we um, when we uh, hired uh, the brewer, um, we wanted to have a uh, a training with our staff, and it's not just bartenders; it's the entire staff. Um, 
front and back. Front and back, owners, everything. Um, and so Safe Bars, if you haven't heard about it, uh, it's a really cool program. Uh, the the people that run it are super funny, uh, very engaging, uh, but also it's very helpful information. And, you know, the idea behind it is also just, you know, being able to recognize a situation, see something, say something, um, and good training on on how to appropriately diffuse a situation. Um, and so, you know, it went from being very light and playful to being very forceful and, you know, removing the situation. So um, that was really great uh, for us to all be able to recognize. And, you know, if we see something, you know, we say something. There's no uh, sort of, uh, you know, punishment for being a whistleblower. That is, you know, whistleblowing, once again, has a bad connotation, but. In reality, it shouldn't be called whistleblowing. It should just be called just speaking up when you see something. Let's be honest here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was one thing that we um, we implemented um, that, uh, you know, all of our staff have been trained on, which is really cool. Uh, WeVow is a program that uh, recently rolled out. I want to say they're, they're relatively new in like the last two years or so. Um, but it's a uh, an internal uh infrastructure, um, an intranet, if you would say, that everyone can log into and can go in and either anonymously or, um, you know, writing, you can give as much information as you want on reporting an incident. Um, So anytime there's an incident within Pontoon, um, you know, they can go, any of our staff members can go on and you, what's cool is you can actually select um, who the report goes to. So for example, if I did something to upset someone or harm someone, they can go around me and send it to the other owner. Or, um, you know, we have, uh, uh, one of our uh, female employees is on this board. Um, you know, they can send it to her. Um, and we've talked with you about, uh, helping us, uh, be a part of that as well. And so, you know, we're constantly trying to grow it, bring in outside people so that, There is the ultimate level of, once again, a safe space that people know, hey, all right, all these people are in bed with each other. I can go to this outside source, send them the information, and there's true accountability that can come from it. Um, You know, we had a a recent worker, uh, you know, worker dispute between two employees that we that, you know, utilize WeVow. I actually sat down with the employee, helped them write it out, showed them what to do. Um, and although it seemed to be something that could be handled internally, it doesn't matter. We want to set a precedent that this is the, you know, any type of thing we're conditioning our staff that if they see something, they need to report it. Um, and it, it turns into, uh, there's a accountability, um, uh, like meter on there. So you can actually see like where the progress is, um, you know, with the uh, incident. Um, so, you know, if you submitted it and you're nervous, like, Hey, I'm not seeing anything. And that is a commonality with a lot of things that get reported is it gets swept under the rug. This allows it to be transparent. And that is something that we want to be as transparent. So, um, we vow, is, you know, that is a, a system that we're really happy about uh, onboarding. There's a mandatory sexual harassment training that you have to complete. Um, I can go in and see when everyone completed, myself included. Um, and so we do it, I believe, yearly. There's some sort of yearly um, certification for that. So really cool, um, you know, system and, you know, relatively inexpensive too. So anybody else, any business owners out there um, that, you know, wants to put a system together that has accountability, transparency, and helps make their staff 
feel more comfortable working in their environment. It's it's mm-hmm. so we have at, at MANA we have an accreditation committee. It's the committee on accreditation for rehabilitation facilities. Um, is there an accreditation for breweries or the in, a re- restaurant industry? You know that's a good question. Uh, so breweries uh, fall into this weird, uh, you know, it, like it's not quite a restaurant, it's not quite manufacturing. Uh, it's funny when you're like doing a lot of like applications or permitting. Um, sometimes there's not even a, a slot for a brewery. Um, but uh, you know, I would lump it under restaurant entertainment. Um, you know, kind of that kind of industry manufacturing. Um, so it kind of encapsulates quite a quite a few different um, you know industries in one. Okay. Um, but there, I, it would be really good to look into to see if there is um, some sort of accreditation for. things So like. I know that you, like you were saying, you have talked with me about coming on this board, and so maybe other people could be like a CEO. So you're really kind of creating a board of directors. Kind of, yeah, an equity board. Um, and, and not equity as in, uh, you know, percentage in the company, but equity as in equality within sure. our own realm, um, right. you know, which is what we, we want to see. We want we want to hold ourselves and other breweries and other people in this industry, restaurants, bars, all that accountable. We want to be held accountable. And I would hope that they would all feel the same way. All right. So then the last one is brewing conversations. Brewing Conversations is something that I'm really proud of, um, and we have amazing partners that we work with. Uh, shout out to ATL uh, Beer or ATL Podcasts um, for uh, you know they we work with them. So they're they're a podcast uh, here in Atlanta. They're amazing. They're hilarious. Um, they get into beer and all sorts of um, you know stuff within Atlanta. Um, you know the culture within Atlanta as well. Um, I've gotten to know Myron for quite some time. We were going to bottle shares back in the day uh, when I first moved here. He was super welcoming and inviting to me. Um, and so, you know, within the industry, once again, predominantly white male, there is a large percentage of the black population, people of color uh, in general, not just, you know, African-American or whatever, but it, it's just that general people of color category doesn't always feel represented within the brewing industry. Um, and so one of the items that was brought up against us was that, you know, we we discriminate against someone, a person of color, which I will come out and just say that never happened. And we, we do not do that here. And in fact, you worked really hard to get a co- per- person of color. Correct. Um, and, and we want to put our money where our mouth is. And um, so Brewing Conversations, you know, really originated. Uh, it's a really cool story. Or, well, I think it is. Um, you know, when the, um, the protests were happening, um, uh, back in right before COVID happened, um, in early February of 2020, uh, within Atlanta and around the country, um, you know, black lives matter movement really started, uh, popping up, um, and, and gaining a lot of steam. Um, you know, I reached out to my friend Myron and, you know, as a business owner, I was watching businesses get trashed and, and, you know, looted and, and things like that. And I, you know, reached out to him and I was like, you know, I'm having a really hard time, you know, with that aspect of it. And, you know, it was a moment of sincerity and honesty that I wanted to have with my friend who is a person of color um, to help me better understand because I, I can never put my shoes truly in a, a, you know, a person of color's shoes uh, or I can't put my feet in their shoes. Um, And so he, you know, kind of gave me some hard truths um, and, you know, asked me some really hard questions that I couldn't answer um, Mm -hmm. to the point where I was kind of, you know, shoot, I I need to look at things differently. Um, And I thought I'd always been an advocate to the community and an ally. And, 
in ways, sure, but the action piece of it is I think where people, it's a lot of lip service and not a lot of action. And so, you know, we talked and we're like, well, what can we do? And I asked him, I said, what, what can I do to help um, transform our industry, our community? Let's start here in Atlanta and then hopefully it catches fire. Um, and so we threw some names around and brewing conversations. Um, we wanted it to be something that was not uh, uh, super intense. You know, the idea is we want to create a conversation. And so, you know, when our, our normal white male or, you know, female, um, you know, uh, customers are in, we're having this conversation with people of color and we have this one thing in common, which is we love beer. And so that is kind of the icebreaker. It's supposed to be, you know, uh, an ease into having these conversations and just showing like, hey, look, we have a lot more in common than you think. And also to the community uh, that has really, you know, not been as invited as they should be in this industry because everyone should love beer. Um, I completely agree with that. There's there's no barrier of entry, um, but it's something that, you know, I want I want them to know like people of color that this is, you belong here. This is, this is something you belong here just as much as anybody. And, you know, we want to see you here and we want you to feel comfortable. And so we started, so brewing conversations, the whole concept of it is we work with a group, whether it's, you know, uh, a person of color, uh, LGBTQ plus, um, you know, any, any discriminated, normally discriminated group, we want to work with, uh, generally it's a business, um, that, you know, they started, um, or, you know, re we've worked with restaurants, we've worked with, um, you know, all different kinds of, of, of different types of businesses. Um, and we will make a beer together and we will pick a charity. And, you know, I generally let them pick their, the charity that they're passionate about, uh, 50% of the proceeds of that beer go towards that charity. And so about every two months, we do this cycle again, and what's really cool is we also have a conversation. We do a podcast where we talk with that individual or the individuals that we're working with and really talk about the things that they've struggled with, the things that the barriers of entry that they've had, and hopefully to give inspiration to other people of color or other discriminated groups of like, hey, it's tough what you're going through, but here's how we navigated through it. Here's the channels that we utilize so that we can see more successful people in these discriminated groups. So brewing conversations is something that like, you know, when everyone was, um, you know, we, we worked, we did the black is beautiful beer as well with weathered soul shout out to Marcus. Um, you know, he did an amazing job with the branding, with the beer itself. The recipe is amazing. We actually won a gold medal wow. at, uh, for that contest. It was like the best of the Black is Beautiful beers. Um, you know, obviously not everyone entered, but the number one, the number that did, we we won that. And so I've been in talks with Marcus about doing a collaboration, uh, you know, a barrel-aged version of it, which would be really cool. Um, but, you know, a lot of breweries did. Black is Beautiful. It was really impressive. But it kind of stopped after that. And I feel like that happens a lot in our society. Same with the, the rap mag movement where we get really invested, we get really amped up and then we move on to the next piece of drama in the world because there's just a lot going on. Our attention spans are focused on the next, the new, the new hot thing to be, um, to be excited about or to be, you know, passionate about. And I don't want these things to fall by the wayside. So with Brewing Conversations, the goal was we want to keep this ongoing. It should always be something that is part of our brand, part of our, 
our story, part of our commitment to the community is we want to keep bringing in these amazing people, showing their stories, making a cool beer, giving to charity and and changing the perception of both parties of this is a place where we can all come together. Um, and so we want to do that with this as well. Um, I get a lot of people ask, like, oh, I bet you hope that the rat mag uh, movement dies. No, we, d- we don't want it. Even though it so, so creates d- issues, we don't want it to go away. Right. So do you want to talk about what we have talked about? Yeah. Um, so similar along the, the brewing conversations, I think, you know, what we talked about before has some longevity and that's what we want to see. So you were actually the one that came up with the idea. Do you want to talk about it? So, um, so what I suggested is that anyone, um, in either, and it, it, we have to flesh this out a little bit, but in your industry, in your company that feels like they've been harmed, um, needs past or present past or present needs a safe place to come and so because mana is a charity and we do a lot of sliding scale we do um, scholarships for treatment that it would be a really cool partnership that if anyone in your community community needed to have some sort of therapy that we would be willing to lower our fees and you guys could just donate the money towards MANA. We could help provide that and in terms of that outside care for them. And really, if they needed more than, you know, beyond that, we would figure out a way for them to really like work on underlying trauma. Um, Because a lot of the times people who feel harmed and, and it's an unintentional situation, you know, like maybe I didn't intend to hurt your feelings, but you, your feelings are hurt. And so those, that kind of a situation, typically that person has previous trauma. It can be from family, it can be from early childhood, it can be from dating, I mean, it can be from anywhere. And so that is actually what MANA really succeeds well with and, and on because all of my staff is, we, we have been, we are we have been and are continuing to get trained in different ways of working with tr- people that have been traumatized so that is actually one of our uh, specialties at, at, at our office and so we are continuing to talk uh, have that conversation yeah so i mean in 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 the way i look at it is kind of like a um a fund a scholarship fund or a you know um uh yeah, I mean, that's the best way to put it where, you know, we'll do, you know, uh, we're going to make a beer. We're going to do a, yes, a mana we're beer. Yes, going to do a beer. Um, Snickers is coming your way. Yeah, there we go. I like it. That uh, sounds very pontoon-like. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, we'll we'll take proceeds from the beer. Um, we'll put it in this fund. And the goal is, you know, we don't want financial capabilities holding someone back from being able to talk to people. I feel like there's... You know, I won't get into too much, but, you know, with I don't agree with a lot of medical practices that happen in this country. I feel like we could do a lot better. And I feel like because of that, a lot of people don't seek treatment because they're financially strapped or there's a bad connotation to it. And so that once again, kind of like with the brewing conversations, we want to bring light to the fact that talking to someone is normal. In fact, I started talking to a therapist after, um, you know, the, uh, rat mag stories released. Cause I was not in a good place. I honestly, that was the lowest I've felt since I've been with pontoon and I had to talk to somebody because, and I was very against, 
you know, I don't it, need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. Well, I was wrong and I felt better. Um, and it also helped me look at things and reflect on things. You know, when, it, when, when stuff first came out, I was a lot more defensive uh, within myself and, or questioning myself and what it's turned into is, you know, feeling more at peace with the situation and understanding that I have work to do and that we could do really cool things. So, you know, in that same line, I think we could do some really good here um, by not only having the counseling available, but also encouraging people that they should go talk um, to somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. So yeah. final words for today. Um, I found a bunch of statistics on discrimination out there in the workplace. Um, I'm just going to give one. From 1997 to 2018, there were 1.88 million discrimination complaints filed with the EEOC. That's a lot of discrimination going on out there. And discrimination in the workplace can result in stress, anxiety, low self-esteem, depression, or other mental health conditions. In some cases, it can even lead the victim to suicide. And so really that is um i'm looking i'm so looking forward to our partnership i'm so looking forward to our event i'm gonna throw it out there 11 5 so november friday november 5th from six to nine please come to the manifest um bringing the best of memphis including barbecue contest elvis blues and unlimited pontoon beer and yes. so we are super excited about that Still have a few more places for some uh, barbecue vendors if you want to come. And uh, oh, yeah. either you're a professional or an amateur, we would love to have you. Um, we've even got some celebrity judges coming. So I heard that too. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for joining us today, Mr. Sean, on Food, Faith, and Feelings, presented by Paradigm Security Services and the Mana Scholarship Fund. And so don't forget that you can enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Food, Faith, and Feelings. This program is available on Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until next time, I am Dr. Jeannie Burnett, and you've been listening to Food, Faith, and Feelings on Business Radio 